A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we're back, Alton Our Stars Podcast. That is the name of the show. My name is Chris Payne. I'm your host. This week's guest is a band of three gentlemen. Their names are Peter, Bjorn, and John, and that's also the name of their band. PB&J, Peter, Bjorn, and John, came to the Billboard office in New York all the way from Sweden doing press around their new album, and I think this new album is fantastic. It's their first album since 2011, and it's called Breaking Point, and... It's really, really different from a lot of stuff they've done in the past. Uh, they worked with a bunch of superstar producers on this album, like A-list people who have worked with Adele and all sorts of big names, and it's a new thing for them, and you know what? It really works. The album is just one of the best alternative pop things I've heard all this year, really one of the best albums I've heard this year. And These guys are funny, they're charismatic, they know a good pun, and I really vibe with them, and I think you will too. We talked about all sorts of stuff, talked about Sweden, talked about how attitudes are changing to make people think that, you know, it's okay to work with pop producers if you're a rock band. Um, we talked about all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, how how song Young Folks, you probably know it, the Whistle Song kind of put them on the map about 10 years ago, and how they still love the Whistle Song, even though if it's, you know... The one song that a lot of people know Peter Bjorn and John by. They play it in all their shows. Talked about getting ready for tour coming up. A lot of uh, unexpected Maroon 5 talk, Adam Levine talk. You'll just have to listen to the podcast to see what that's all about. So that's uh, that's about it. Uh, this podcast runs every Friday on Billboard.com. To subscribe to the podcast and listen to all the old episodes, they're all archived. We've been doing this show for about a year and a half now. Let's get to all of that. Search for the Alton R Stars on the podcast app of your phone, or just go into iTunes and search for the Alton R Stars. And uh, star rating helps so so much with everything we do with this show. Helps with like getting it more attention, getting it placement on the iTunes podcast homepage, all sorts of things like that. I put a lot of work into the show, and I honestly just love doing it. It's probably my favorite thing I do for Billboard.com, and I do a lot of awesome things. So any feedback you got from me, star rating is very, very, very appreciated. So that's it. Here it is, Peter Bjorn and John on the Alton R Stars. Tell me lies and I will listen. Tell the truth and I'll be gone. So we're podcasting. I'm here with 
going to announce your names just in the order of your sitting. So I'm here with Bjorn, John, and Peter. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Left to right. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, case the Mondays, but hanging in there. <laughs> Is this your first uh, Monday New York activity? It's the second, but we got here yesterday, so we're kind of a little bit jet lagged, you know, okay. getting into it. But feels like the first, huh? yeah. Okay, and you <laughs> came from Sweden. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we got a new album, Breaking Point. Yeah. So you guys are at the breaking point right now. <laughs> <laughs> We, we actually went over the breaking point, and that's why we're here. Now we're selling it. And now we're like, you know, <laughs> the only way is up after you broke down, so. Yeah, Now yeah. we're moving on up, yeah. Well, I'd say get ready to hear lots of that same joke. Hopefully I got you early enough in the record cycle. <laughs> you laughed, right? <laughs> I got, uh, yeah, I got you guys all to laugh at least a little bit with that. So... I want to I want to comment as I said before the podcast started. You guys have like matching gear rolled out for the new album. Got your names on it and it's got that new uh album artwork. Yeah. Triple Hammer. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much all of your albums so far have had three of something. All album covers. All of them. Yeah. That's okay. that's a dogma we have. And it started out just by having three of us. And okay. then it went into the high-res buildings on Writer's Block. And and on uh, the instrumental record, Seaside Rock, there's a, what do you call it, when you throw a macca, when you throw stones like that, you know. You skip 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 skipping stones. Skipping yeah. stones, yeah. Mm. So, so that's a bit, uh, a little bit less clear, but there's actually like three circles on the water. Okay. Uh, and then there was Living Thing. We had the three animals, three stuffed animals. Uh, and then, of course, Gimme Sun was three thumbs up. This is sort of a similar thing, but now it's <laughs> hitting. Yeah, we're hitting ourselves <laughs> on our thumbs. <laughs> What's the breaking point? <laughs> Triple hammer? Yeah, how did you get... Ha- who, who makes these for you guys? Jonas Torvestig is his name. He's, um, he's a member of uh, the collective Ingrid that we uh, run in Sweden as well. So he makes that stuff and he makes things within that... Um, collective and label so he uh, he's been doing a lot for us lately actually um, yeah. some video content and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> content <laughs> content it's all about content we're, we're all in the yeah. business of content yeah, you yeah. and me both fill me up <laughs> my girlfriend says give me more content <laughs> <laughs> that's what she says <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have to be quality content just content <laughs> I mean, content can be anything you want it to be. Yeah. Content. <laughs> See, you mentioned Ingrid. I know that as your label, but you were, Bjorn, you were calling it a collective. So what, what, is, what is, does Ingrid encompass? Uh, for b- just because Jonas is um, a member of, I mean, he doesn't put out music, so he makes maybe other things like bags and <laughs> yeah. shirts and uh, art you know um, visual things and he's a member so it can't really be only a collective I mean only a label but a label is part of what we do so that's why I call it a collective okay and also we don't have like the usual things a label have like we don't have an A&R person or it's more like a bunch of friends slash musicians putting out music 
and and having an umbrella a way of doing that that is easy is sort of the idea that it shouldn't take so long from from axe to uh, loaf mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you call like do you say that here axe axe to to what to a loaf to oh. bread loaf for bread okay no <laughs> La- I don't really say what's, what's the what's what's the axe what's it from called? grain to yeah from grain. sandwich from <laughs> grain to sandwich <laughs> grain to pita mud <laughs> for, for, for like the bread to bake in the oven yeah for how long? For how long the album bakes? Want to yeah. get a shorter baking time? <laughs> exactly. Well, baking point. Yeah. Baking, baking point. point. <laughs> Boom. It's the next album. All right. <laughs> Free loaves. All right. My my puns are on alert right now. I, I can I can sense some puns dropping in this podcast. I like that. So, it's been. You spoke about wanting the album to bake faster, but it's been s- since 2011, since yeah. the last album. So when did you start working on the stuff that's on Breaking Point? How long has that been going on? A uh, long time. It's like four years. We started late. Writing songs started late 2012. Uh, and then we got in recording pretty fast with the Patrick Barrier, who's one of the producers on the record. Um and when we ended with him, we just felt like we have to get back to the drawing table and write more songs like mm-hmm. from scratch. So we sat for a long while, just the three of us, in a room with guitar and pencil and just writing songs the classic way, like yeah. not producing them immediately as you sometimes do now, but getting form and content, and content. <laughs> words and keys and tempos. And then we kind of started recording and eventually all these different producers got invited in. So it's been a mix of like getting the songs completely right and then getting the right producer for the right song and like making every song shine sort of. So it's mm-hmm. been more a process of making 12 singles rather than an album almost, okay. which makes the album better y- in a way, but but it's taken long because they had busy schedules. We had some kids too. Like there's a lot of things that's yeah. been going on. But yeah. But we've been on the album for a long time. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like we haven't seen each other, mm. you know, <laughs> since 2011. Yeah. yeah. And so working with different producers, that's a new thing for Peter Bjorn and John. Yes. Because we worked with uh, one producer before on the Gimme Some album. And that was um, so inspiring. So now we got more <laughs> of them. Mm. No, but. Um, it's a new thing, but at the same time, uh, as Peter said, we if we're approaching it sort of more song by song, it wasn't that hard because you 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 go into the studio and y- you know you know you work with one person and you have a few weeks and then you work with some other guy or it's it's not really a big difference. Yeah, and so that started with Patrick, right? Yeah. Okay. So is did it just sort of happen like, oh, we'll work with someone else. Okay, there's another person. Was it just like happening like that, or was it a plan, like we really want to work with different people on I this th- album? I think the idea at first was to work with Patrick and maybe one other producer, but then it sort of evo- evolved into, no, let's invite a whole bunch of people. Um, and we did some stuff with Tom Monaghan in Stockholm. Uh, it's a friend of ours and producer in L.A. And then f- from then on, all this... Other people got in the project. So we went to Paul Eppert's place in London for four songs mm-hmm. at his church studio, which is a church. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be owned by Dave Stewart. Great place. 
but mostly we worked in the Ingrid studio in Stockholm and they did stuff at their places and sort of bounced files <laughs> on the internet <laughs> you know with Greg Kirsten we did that we sent him files and never went there we never met him no. but mm. I mean what was tricky was that we didn't know if they're gonna like if you start a record without having s anything recorded then people can just like abstractly like oh yeah this is gonna be great what's the deadline you know and and then they assign to the <laughs> to the mission mm -hmm. but this time I was like oh yeah send the songs over and let's see if I have time okay nudge, nudge, if I like, you know, like yeah if I like it so <laughs> you never sort of know would know like if he this guy we contact would be able to take two songs or none or five songs or yeah. so so Paul took on like four songs that when we also, mutually, when we went there and worked on two songs, we wanted him to work on more. Yeah. But that also took, of course, time. It, w it wasn't like they had 12 songs in a, mm. in a, in a, in a week, you know. Mm. So if I have time, that's the, s the kind of the, the innuendo <laughs> that producers <laughs> use to see, like, if I like it enough. Yeah. But also, yeah. Um, I think uh, good art takes time and it's... Speaking of, uh, like, the hammer mm -hmm. and other tools, it feels like we've been, like, sculpturing, like, 12 classic uh, furnitures. <laughs> like yeah. And we want them to live on for 40 years. Like, it's we want it to still be a classic. Mm -hmm. People are going to want to sit in our <laughs> chairs and in the future as well. And then it feels like all these producers had their own power tools He's got mm -hmm. this amazing uh, technique uh, for crafting uh, this kind of uh, product, <laughs> which is the song. But it felt like going to different um, fa factories. Like yeah. Because you all, you all have your own studio. But and then you see that you're pretty similar. We all like to improvise and jam, but mm -hmm. all the producers have their own like twist or their own power tool. Yeah. Like, it must put so much more, maybe not more emphasis, because I'm sure you've paid a lot of attention to each of your songs and album before this, but maybe a different kind of attention, yeah. individualized. Yeah. yeah, and also you get the, the energy of having someone coming in fresh on, mm -hmm. like, two songs that you, you, you maybe struggled with for a, a few months or something. So that's a difference. But, <coughs> and also, we didn't put everything in their, in their lap. I mean, all the job in their laps we, we we recorded a lot in the Ingrid studio yeah. uh, on our own so that yeah. made the whole thing I, I think uh, coherent and yeah, it's mm. sort of a co-producing thing yeah, yeah the, the furnitures were almost they were done we knew what they were going to look like <laughs> yeah. but they had, to, they had to paint <laughs> it though they had to paint it and you know what's the other oil it yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah they had to do that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Swedish wood yeah you guys yeah you guys should uh I don't, maybe you've done this. You guys should write about music because you guys have puns working. You guys have many, many uh, metaphors going for you. Yeah. Maybe there's something there. Yeah. You think we should quit doing songs? And just Alongside, like yeah. it part of it's part of the uh, content struggle. Content. I was gonna say maybe not a struggle. I don't think we have to say it's a struggle. Yeah. So what you're talking about was the first song you shared, right? Yeah. So. Different producers, lots of, like we said, lots of different processes on this album. Of all this different stuff going on, why that song to start off? 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, the song is pretty catchy. I yeah, guess. It's, it's so. really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's got good, it's a good progression, mm-hmm. nice vocals. No, but... Um, pretty short too. Which might it's be good, a good attention uh, span. Why? It's a good um, show off for the what's coming next, I guess. And I don't think we. That's that's we, one we of the things we don't really decide. We don't, we don't know. <laughs> the three of us. Mm. That's that's we work on the record, and then someone okay. else decides. Okay. That's like the about the only thing they can decide, to be honest. Mm. But it was <laughs> kind of interesting on this uh, because we any song could have been first or whatever. Yeah. Really, I mean, yeah. maybe not for them, but for us anyway. So yeah. yeah, but it's pretty fun because that's that song was one of the first songs we started with. It was two the first? Th- yeah, yeah. two thousand twelve. So it's gone through many. Uh, like 10 versions yeah something. Huh. So it sort of finished almost it feels uh. like also like a perfect song to start with because that song has followed us through this whole process and taking different shapes and now it's ready so <laughs> <laughs> it's like a well, who knows there might be another version coming like a redux redux well that would be really interesting because I mean I love the song and it must be kind of strange having people like me just know it as a new track mm. when you, it's been like a big part of your lives probably for you know since 2012 now. So I think it would be cool to like share with people and have them hear all those yeah. demos. Yeah, maybe. for a writer's block, we did this little um, demo vinyl uh, thing where we put out a few. There was some songs that had like progress, three yeah. different ones that we sort of. But it's on the vinyl, sort of the. Um, but mainly because kind of we would remember it ourselves if we. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not lose those demos. But <laughs> no, it can be interesting, definitely. Yeah, so yeah, let, let's drop in a little bit of music. This is what you're talking about. I got a message to you because I can't follow through. Tell me lies and I will listen. Tell the truth. Records. had 
uh, we had Christy Hine coming over. She was frequent uh, guest in Stockholm and at the Ingrid studio. And she also played, we played with her at the Roskilde Festival. So it all goes sort of, yeah. you know, she named her album Stockholm because she liked the sort of scene so much. Mm-hmm. And she dressed herself in a Swedish flag, which was okay. at the time maybe not. So I don't know. <laughs> why, why is that not so? What do you, what because do you at sh- the time uh, there was uh, this national party came into, uh, you know, the Swedish Congress or what you call it, um, and they have sort of the Swedish flag. And <laughs> I don't know, but she didn't care about that, so she did it anyway. She she was more of a, like an outsider coming in and didn't like really yeah, know the details like of Stockholm. That's all the great uh, you know indie rock and, <laughs> and pop musicians. Uh, she's like you know, so that's kind of interesting too. So a lot a lot like you guys and people in your circle don't like this party that had just come into power. They're oh, not they're in power. Terrible. They just they just came yeah. up okay. strong at the time. Yeah. yeah, they mess things up. Yeah, <laughs> so they actually forced it to not when she was playing the uh, show sh- and she wanted the Swedish flag as the backdrop <laughs> they called <laughs> the guy running the festival called me up can you stop her from having that <laughs> Swedish flag as a backdrop at like outside the Skansen Museum or you know in the uh-huh. middle of Stockholm with, this, with the castle in the background and, yeah. and I was Ooh. like uh, so just putting <laughs> the flag up would have just simply that would not have gone over well at that no. time it was no. it was kind of not okay. cool yeah, yeah. And she didn't do it, actually. But yeah. now uh, I just started thinking, our colors on our <laughs> oh, yeah. album yeah. is yellow and uh, yeah, yeah, blue, yeah. but with a little bit of uh, purple. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. but now it's yeah. trendy. <laughs> trendy, <laughs> yellow. It's, all, it's a bit different now. Yeah, and and also within the period of time in between albums, a couple of you guys became fathers, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was Peter and John. All of yeah. us actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, okay. I was, yeah. but I was that before, I guess, too. But uh, double father now. So. <laughs> yeah, we had a one kid each. Take me through the names and <laughs> <laughs> na- names of the kids. Okay, how old they are, and um, and then you can what put kind of music they like now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'll start. <laughs> Bill, Bill Donimo Itling, one and a half, and he likes only the sound of the fire trucks. Oh it, wait, is is Domino the track on the album? Does that have anything to Donimo, do with Donimo? His name is Donimo. Oh okay, so, yeah, it's, okay. It's got nothing to do with oh, Donimo. Yeah, right. uh, I thought I had, I thought I saw a connection there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's uh, actually uh, another <coughs> track by another totally other band too. Uh, he likes fire trucks. <laughs> like that, you know, that's the sound that he likes. You have another kid as well. Yeah, but she she's so him. old. Like live uh, Dabolina Utling, <laughs> like Mr. Dabolina, but misspelled. Uh, of course, she likes. I don't know what she likes. Uh, I don't want to know. 
<laughs> she's seven. <laughs> Eurovision. Yeah, yeah, John here, my kid is called Aino because my girlfriend is half Finnish. Mm-hmm. That's a Finnish name. And he, I'm, I got him to like TNT with the ACDC. Okay. He's, he thinks it's a, it's a train song. <laughs> Working out? Or no, or it sounds like, like, a, a, like a train. Yeah, he, I don't know. He he loves that song. That that makes me proud. Okay. <laughs> okay, Peter. Some ACDC. Yeah. ACDC. Yeah. Uh, well, my son is called uh, Beppe Sten Valdemar, and uh, Beppe is apparently a nickname in Italy for people named Giuseppe. But uh, we didn't mm. know that. We named him from the Swedish uh, writer, actor who was big when we were kids. We did like children's TV and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just a nice name. Uh, He's three, almost three and a half. Not really, no, but somewhere in between. And uh, I sort of tried to brainwash him with a lot of music. So when he was born, I played like a lot of Paul McCartney and Everly Brothers Mm -hmm. because that's sort of my roots. And and now he's gotten kind of into the Beatles, actually. Mm -hmm. So I'm really happy because he's like looking for my LPs and... Let's listen to Beatles. And he, he learned how to say the names. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's George is hard to say. So it's like Paul, John, Ron, and Ringo. Ron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something where's, and where's Ringo. Ron? Where's Ron? <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, my kid also likes uh, this uh, uh, Christmas record. Uh, Wall of Sound, Killian. Phil Spector. Phil Spector. Oh, yeah. The, the Phil Spector with like the Ronettes on it. Yeah. So he calls it. I want to listen to the girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what girls? Yeah, you know. Mm, I don't think we have that vinyl anymore. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> so every, so every morning, murder outside is bright for me. <laughs> so uh, that's his favorite, actually. And like not, not even near Christmas in like <laughs> August. <laughs> no, last week he wanted to hear it. And how come when you were younger, like when you guys were just starting out, maybe like 15 years ago, what? Why weren't you working with different producers then? Why was everything just kind of in house? At first, it was a budget thing. Like you know, we didn't have any money, and and also you just started to. Uh, I don't stuff. think you. If you did that, you would be considered a dork and never come huh. back to Stockholm at that time too. I don't think people did that really, like band stuff. Did we? Did they? Maybe. What do you mean, like producers? It wasn't that big, the producing producing scene, you know, like. Okay. But also, we didn't oh. couldn't afford even uh, having a a day in the studio, so it would be yeah. totally. You couldn't <laughs> even <laughs> afford to be dorks. We, we, no, no, we couldn't <laughs> afford anything. We so. spread out a rumor that Brian Eno was interested in producing us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and people in the Swedish magazine started yeah. writing about that. Peter Bjornjon, recording with Brian Eno, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we did, and then maybe all the other producers got scared. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, but also we had to record like New Year's Eve and uh, you know Christmas Day because we couldn't afford to. So I don't think any producer would have wanted to come around. Yeah. So do you think over the years <laughs> attitudes have changed where like a band's working with more collaborators is more acceptable now? 
Yeah, partly that, but I think for us it was a lot to do with the economy. Uh, but also, like, uh, Bjorn really got into producing and became a good producer. And, and uh, for a while, that was great, but then we we kind of needed someone outside the band to... So that's what happened with, with, with the... the um, Give me some album. We just mm -hmm. wanted another person yeah. in also the room. Yes, yeah, was that one was like a band album, just bass, guitar, drums, mm -hmm. and vocals. That is easier for a guy from the outside to capture us. It's hard for the bass player to run into the control room, thinking yeah. <laughs> at the same time as playing punk bass. You should you should get into the punk bass <laughs> mm -hmm. full time. Yeah. So that was maybe that's part of the reason. Part of the reason. But also socially, I think it's really especially when you've been a band for so such a long time as we are, you get sort of stuck in your positions and your roles and you say the same things to each other all the time and you fight about the same things. But when you get new people into the mix, it we all behave a little better and we try different things that we might not have tried without them. So I think it's uh, that's a big contributing fact as well. What do you think you tried different? Uh, I mean, we all we all make um, we as the producers of the world has to fit in things in the spectrum of the you know the, the the frequency spectrum of the speakers. So it's like, and if you make furniture, for example, you have to sit on a chair. Like so, but how you do that can be very different. Like how you. How you, how, what techniques that, that we talked about before, what techniques you use to obtain the result that you want, you know, you want. So, uh, I guess everything and and not so much. I mean, it's at the same time not not so much different, but at the same at the also at the same time everything is different because you do have different tricks and. But also, we we picked like producers that we liked and mm -hmm. that we could connect with like uh, sonically and and with the re references that we could d discuss we didn't go to Avicii even though he's good at what, what he does but it was too far from us yeah. we wanted to keep like that we're a band our thing, yeah. still we're, we are songwriters and we all do our own music as producers and solo artists and stuff but um, uh, we wanted to it's capture the band vibe with producers that understood yeah. that Who concept. Like a rock, pop, yeah, general yeah. background. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that easy to find people that would have been like in, in, in the rock business and also creating sort of hit singles and how yeah. to mold songs because most people are either maybe in one field for example, Paul Epworth has been in bands and recording a lot of bands, and and Patrick Berger was in this uh, garage rock band, I guess, uh, and also doing stuff for Robin and Icona Pop and stuff. So we wanted people. It wasn't that easy to find actually. No. Mm -hmm. That yeah. And we I think we got most of them that we wanted. But the roof was pretty high because. Before, when we when we've been doing albums ourselves, or even the last one, with 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 Persunding, we we had a, as John said, we had a clear idea of what we wanted to do and what sounds you were allowed to use. We all had sort of decided beforehand, sort mm -hmm. of. But this time it was, 
for us more focused on the songwriting, and then anything could happen. So everything was allowed. So I, f I think there's certain things like maybe like the synths on on a long goodbye that Epworth added, or like on the song Do Si Do, there's violins, and we said previously on some album we're never gonna use violins, you know. But now but it's too expensive. That <laughs> was a, that was a rule. Yeah, we had that as a rule for a while. Like we had some violins on the first two records, but then we said no more violins, no more trumpets. But this time around, if a producer brought that in, then you have to sort of you know, not that you have to accept everything, but at least you have to think about it. And and it yeah. ended up being great. I think like perfect for that song. You're not gonna be so like, oh, no, we've got these rules here. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. We didn't do any of the rules, and I think that was great. The well, rules. Well, there were some stuff that. Uh, people brought up that didn't go down yeah so of course well. yeah of course yeah. so maybe they would have loved the rules at that <laughs> point <laughs> but um yes definitely thinking outside the peter bjorn john box. box yeah 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 and our dogma was more in the songs like we said all the songs should be under four minutes for instance and and they were so things like that were our focus and over one minute yeah <laughs> <laughs> and also like no super fast punk songs and no super slow, you know, drone songs either. Mm -hmm. We wanted to keep it to like medium tempo pop, uh, and we did that. So, yeah, goal achieved. Yeah, <laughs> and at the same time, it's you guys that like, like you know, as far as I can tell, vocal wise, there's no like featured artists on any of the tracks. Like a lot of times when you look at a pop record nowadays or a hip hop record, there'll be like many, many featured artists across the liner notes. That's one like thing that you didn't do. Yeah, not this time. We tried. We reached out to um, Keith Richards uh, for that high up song, but he okay. Or I think someone reached out. To <laughs> <Yeah>. I hope <laughs> we spoke about ABBA, the I girls. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 School, but I think yeah. we forgot it. Yeah, forgot <laughs> about it. Yeah, someone <laughs> lost. Th the there number. are some accidental featuring things that doesn't s say anywhere. Like on "Love Is What You Want," uh, Ruth Winberg, who's the daughter of Pontus Winberg. Uh, she, she sings mm -hmm. a bit, and I thought it, I thought it was some sort of ghost first. I thought it sounded really scary, mm -hmm. but it's just a young girl singing uh, English. <laughs> and then on the song "Nostalgic Intellect," uh, which we did part of in church with with Epworth, there's this uh, Irish guy called Conor O'Brien from okay. Villagers. Have you heard of that? No, band? I haven't. Uh, pretty good, like folk folk indie thing, and he was just in the studio next door. So Paul just invited him to do some backing vocals. So there's actually a couple, but but I mean it's not like duets or mm -hmm. you know. I think we brought a lot from the producers that we that we worked with, and they're more like the featured artists yeah. in that because they all play instruments like John said before, and and we we use them sort of like with Emil Haney on Breaking Point. We we were like looking for an sort of a, a Emil Haney beat sort of thing, and then we. Start, stopped looking for that and looked for him instead and we and, you know we got him yeah so so that was like oh he does that let's put it on this mm -hmm, track yeah. but it's not like well yeah I, gu I guess i get what you're saying there's a lot of feature things in the pop world but we did that first with Victoria 10 years ago. Yeah. Before anyone we knew started about that. We started that shit. Yeah. <laughs> we started everything, basically, you know. And I really think that the album, the sound of it, I mean, you said all pop. I mean, I would definitely describe a lot of it that way, too. I think it really, 
it's something that listeners in America, I think, are into right now. Like the the vibe of the album, just mm. in general, the way it's produced, the hooks. Good. Yeah. What about over in Sweden? Like, how would you characterize it? Like, what kind of music is amongst those kinds of people? What kind of music is popular? There's a lot of uh, what you listen to here, like Drake and urban stuff. But there's mm-hmm. a big like uh, domestic sort of hip hop and sort of R&B scene, the way which where they usually sing in Swedish. Swedish. Yeah. So, so that's quite huge. I uh, this is. I don't think we're sort of equipped and listen to it a lot, maybe ourselves. But we, you know, there's been a lot of solo artists, especially women, girls. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's been a decline in bands. Uh, so we are actually one of the few still standing groups. Most of them are quitting this year or mm, yeah. quit last year. So it's kind of rare to be a band Proper in Sweden. Band, yeah. yeah. Here it's much more like us and Maroon 5. And <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> I mean, they Maroon 5 only... I mean, it's... They're a band, but like there's only two original members at this point. Uh-huh. So what, what are the other guys doing? They're not in Maroon 5 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're not? <laughs> they're, they're solo artists? Maroon 4, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maroon no, two. There's actually six members in the band now. Yeah. I remember when Maroon 5 played like Green Day sort of style music. Yeah, Maybe so, do not, yeah but so do I. With guitars. I have to, I hope I find this now. You can talk about it. Okay. Let's show you something. But. Do you, are you talking about Kara's Flowers, the first band, or like the early Maroon 5? The early stuff. <laughs> Maroon so, stuff. Yeah, I, I M5. Kn- know a lot so about this. Like <laughs> but um, they also worked with. This is quite fun they, because they work with the Swedish producers, right? So, and some people that we couldn't get, like uh, Shellback mm-hmm. and, uh, and that. But it would be interesting to work with him. But um, he worked with Maroon Five instead. But next yeah, time, I'm not joking. Now. I mean, in all seriousness, <laughs> the approach you guys took with producers on this album is pretty similar to what they did on their last album. It's okay. like a similar mindset of collaboration. Also, Shellback, this producer guy, he re- he re- uh, produced. The refused, uh, refused new album, yeah, which yep, was yeah. re- recorded in our studio, too. So I don't know how to explain this, but this, there's a big scene of Swedish music out there. Yeah, I remember <laughs> when Refused announced that album and seeing Shellback's name in the credits. Yeah, it's all it's all connecting right now. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, so as you guys are heading out, going to be making set lists, performing behind the new album. What's your guys' relationship with Young Folks now? How do you feel about the song, looking back on it? Well, break, we, it break it down. We have, we have, uh, we have <laughs> rehearsed it, so we're, we're going to play it. Uh, okay. The great thing about this tour is we brought in two extra people, because mm-hmm. uh, the album is so, you know eclectic and have a lot of stuff going on so we brought in a guy Klaus Björklund playing keyboards and uh, 
Jenny Abramsson who's also touring with Peter Gabriel so she can't do the whole tour but she, she's doing acoustic guitar some percussion and vocals so sh- we always have a duet partner so that's yeah. nice like we always have a great singer singing with us so it makes the song more fun to, <laughs> to do as well but they add a lot to the show but, but it's actually stuff we talked about like with the furniture that you tend try to make as uh, classic as possible I mean that is one of our uh, like classic Mas- <laughs> master signature yeah. song yeah masterpiece. ma- masterpieces so it's so fun it's still like if you want to show that if you have an exhibition and so every show we it's like we have to play it it's mm-hmm. like uh, so it's yeah if you gather a lot of these uh, uh, artifacts uh, in the future it's gonna be old young folks in different yeah, I mean, like, I mean it, like, what you're talking about, Breaking Point, like, the singles you guys have shared so far, like, I love them. So I I think, like, hopefully some radio, some big some big things with this one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's more yeah. fun, the more, um, I mean, it's fun playing uh, shows for real hardcore fans, but it's good having, like, some more known songs for 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 the other, for other people, too. And, and it's easier to sort of, sort of do a good live show and when you have some more you can sort of take out some songs that would be obvious to play a few records back yeah yeah you have more of that so mix it up yeah that feels great with this album too because there's a lot of standalone masterpieces yeah they feel like standards <laughs> like a lot of the mm-hmm. songs that's probably because we worked so much on the songwriting and yeah, it was pretty easy to rehearse them this yeah. time because mm-hmm. it, it it wasn't like filler section that you don't know what to do. We, oh, you know, we have to get that tambourine sound. Uh, it was more like this goes into that part and it just flows yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm excited for the albums, as, as I'm sure you guys are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. So thanks, thanks. Unless there's anything else you wanted to throw out I want to add there. that we have a dope light designer too yeah uh, from the collective fr- he's not in vo- he's not in the collective he's just a runner-up for okay to, but uh, maybe he'll be someday but he's um really great so we have some some good looking uh, yeah lights with us we're ready for the stadiums now like the whole production oh yeah <laughs> let's make it happen <laughs> yeah to to get it into the collective you, uh, there's a competition going on <laughs> in stockholm if you if you have a in stockholm you have to what it's a poll uh, or Heller. it's like, what's it called? Uh, Heller. Heller, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Like round one that you have to embrace and stay on it for as long as you can. I don't know who's got the record. Uh, I think it's Thomas Stenström, yeah. the Swedish artist. <laughs> okay. He was like doing two minutes and 17 seconds. That's, not very, that's not very long. <laughs> Or I, I can't really picture what what the situation is like with this pillar. Maybe that is a great achievement. I don't know. I've never been on a pillar for longer than I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like Survivor. Do you know Survivor? <laughs> like yeah. the challenges. Yes, like that. Yes. Yeah, maybe. It's so an interesting collective. Yeah, so this is very so interesting. welcome. Yeah. If you can make it to your invite. <laughs> we went. We, we started the whole thing, so we don't. <laughs> we don't, we don't have, have to, to do, have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Thank you so much for stopping by. This was fun. Thank you. Best of luck with the album. Thanks. Tell me lies and I will listen. Tell the truth.
so yeah, that's it. Me, P, B, and J. Had a blast with those guys. Laughed a lot. Hope you did too. Like I said at the top of the show, I've been doing the Altenar Stars for about a year and a half at this point, so there's many, many, many old episodes with we've all archived, preserved, especially if you'll listen to. Uh, some recent ones I think you'd like if you're into Peter Bjorn Jam. I think you might be into our Courtney Barnett episode. Had the Strumbellas on not too long ago. Car seat headdressed. Modern baseball. Into it, over it. You can find all those and subscribe to the podcast by going to iTunes and searching for the Alt in Our Stars. Or you can just go into the podcast app on your phone. Search for the Alt in Our Stars there. And, uh, yeah, if you have any sort of feedback at all, hit me up online. Uh, you can talk to me on Twitter, at plane. That's at C-P-A-Y-N-E-O-N-A-P-L-A-N-E. Or, like I said before, star rating, super, super helpful with everything we do with the podcast. You can give us that over in iTunes, and I would appreciate it so, so much. But basically, just thank you. Thank you for listening wherever you are. If you enjoy this Share it with a friend. Tell someone about it. Share it online. It would make me very, very happy because, like, yeah, this is one of the favorite things I do with my job here at Billboard. It's a great job, but, you know, this podcast might be my favorite part of it. So hope you enjoyed listening. Until next week, you know, a new episode is every Friday, so keep your eyes peeled for them. But until then, have a good weekend. Peace out.